Hi everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are going to be taking a look at the Sun's upcoming opposition with the planet Uranus. This is happening today, November 3rd, into tomorrow, November 4th. So we'll take a look at that on the real-time clock and then talk about the archetypal combination between the Sun and Uranus and give you a sense of what to watch for. Before I do that, we are just 10 days away from the start of my new program, Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystic. There's still time to sign up. And you can learn more about it by going to my website, nightlightastrology.com. Click on the Courses tab, go to the First Year Course, and then you can scroll, scroll down and learn all about it. Um, the course features over 100 hours worth of classroom content, 30 online webinar classes. You can attend them live or you can follow along with the recordings at your own pace. Um, there is a optional certification test at the end of the program. You also have a whole year after the program is over within which you can take the test. There are breakout study sessions outside of normal classes led by our tutoring staff where you can ask questions and uh, receive help in trying to understand the material of any unit that we've gone through. There is a forum discussion that uh, also is staffed with tutors. You can reach out to me anytime throughout the year with questions. Um, there's also um, uh, guest lectures, 12 of them that come in throughout the year. Tons of bonus content, suggested reading, um, tutorials on how to use your software programs, all sorts of stuff like that. It is a great, great learning experience for people who want to immerse themselves in ancient astrology, develop your predictive skills, maybe set yourself up to be able to read for other people. By the end of the program, we host a lot of live clients in the classroom. You get to see me read for people and break down those readings together as a class. I love this program. It is the favorite, my favorite thing that I do is to teach people and lead people through this immersive learning experience. We've had thousands of people come through the program. Friday of this week, I'll be hosting a panel discussion with a bunch of alumni. I think there's seven or eight of them who are going to come on and talk about their recent experiences having graduated the program this fall. So you have a little over a week left. Next week is the last week that you can take advantage of the early bird payment. So be sure that you sign up for that, receive $500 discount off the total tuition. Otherwise, there's a payment plan if you need it. And there's also need-based tuition in case you need some help with the program. We try to make sure no one's ever priced out. So if your budget doesn't allow for you to um, afford the normal tuition for whatever reason, check out the need-based tuition, see if you might qualify for it. All right. Well, um, thank you guys for letting me um, do some promo for my program. Uh, we are now going to take a look at the real-time clock and let's get into sun opposite Uranus. So here you can see on the real-time clock that uh, we're here we are on November 3rd, Wednesday, and the sun is at about 11 degrees of Scorpio moving into an opposition with Uranus, who's at about 1250 uh, of Taurus. So if I go forward one day from now, you'll see that tomorrow's new moon is going to oppose Uranus. So we will be talking about the new moon opposition to Uranus tomorrow because it's sort of its own signature. What I wanted to do today to warm us up for this is to talk about what it means when the sun opposes Uranus in general. That way we've sort of laid the groundwork for understanding what this new moon will mean when it opposes Uranus uh, tomorrow, November 4th. So when, how long will this last? You're going to see the sun cross over the opposition to Uranus um, by Friday, November 5th. But even beyond that, uh, you could stretch this out into um, about a three degree range. So by Sunday, you should start to feel the engagement range of the sun's separating and it's kind of dying down. 
But don't forget that throughout this month, we're going to see Mercury, we're going to see Mars both oppose Uranus. And then in December, we're going to be seeing Saturn and Uranus come back into their last exact square with one another. Um, so it's definitely that Saturn Uranus vibe is kind of in the air again. We're going to see Mars and Mercury hitting the square to Saturn. Sun already passed through it. Um, I talked a little bit about Mars and Saturn yesterday. Um, so go back and watch that if you haven't yet. Um, but today I really want to focus on the Uranian dynamic between the sun and Uranus, which is coming through today and tomorrow for the new moon. All right. So, um, let's let me pull up my notes here. Ah, oh, here they are. Okay. And I'm sorry. I'm if I still sound like a frog, I'm starting to feel a little bit better today, thankfully. So hopefully I'm on the mend. Um, but at any rate, here we go. I can't get my notes to pull up. Okay. There we are. All right. So. It's, I think it's really important to start off with an understanding of what the sun represents and then talk a little bit about what Uranus represents and then talk about what it means in particular when the two get into an opposition with one another. So first of all, in the textbook left to us called the Anthology of Vettius Valens, uh, one of the most comprehensive textbooks on astrology that was left to us during the Hellenistic era where the author Vettius Valens of Roman, um, he actually calls on lots of previous um, authors from the tradition that came well before him. So it's considered a very reliable textbook in that regard, because he's calling on ancient sources. And um, uh, it's a very long book where he, he talks about a lot of different things, gives you a lot of insight in, into how people were practicing astrology thousands of years ago. One of the ways that he describes the sun is as the organ of the soul's perception the organ of the soul's perception. He also describes it as spirit or daimon. And um, what the he also describes it as the noetic light. So we have lots of things that planets can signify. A planet could signify a person, like a father, uh, like the sun could signify your father, or the sun could signify a boss or an authority figure or someone who's famous, or the sun could signify someone who has a lot of knowledge about something, all different kinds of more literal uh, concretized images that trickle down from the archetype of that the sun represents. But um, what is, you know, broadly speaking, an archetype is a, an archetype is like a mandala more than it is just one thing. An archetype has something like a, a jewel at the center, a, a central meditative core. And yet the emanations from that core are, are many. They're variegated, they're multidimensional and um, multivalent. And so um, one of the ways that Valens is trying to get at the core of the sun, not that it holds well, father, it's this, that, but he's trying to get at the core of it by describing it as the noetic light, the organ of the soul's perception. So um, you could say that the sun represents the the um the mediating faculty between the soul and its experiences in an embodied uh reality that's why sometimes in psychological astrology and in modern psychological astrology you'll hear people refer to the sun as the ego or the i it's a little misleading because the sun really isn't the isn't your sense of self it has more to do with the higher um in intelligence or like almost like the booty if you know yoga philosophy it has to do with the idea that um, the, the way that the soul 
if you want to understand the soul, look at what you are intending, look at what you want, look at what you're motivated by, look at the actions that you're taking and look at the choices that you make and how you discern between different things in the world and pursue something. <clears throat> so the, the sun is related to the, the, when we say the noetic light, we mean that it, it's, it gives indications for what is on the heart or mind of the soul. It's giving us a sense of what the soul, what images and desires and fears that the soul has. So this is why the sun is also described as uh, the, uh, the planet that is correlated to the actions that we will take in the course of our lifetime based on the desires or uh, seed images that compel the plot line of our life. So um, in this sense, the if you want to get to know someone, get to know what they're doing with their life. If you want to get to know a soul, look at what they're spending their time thinking about, look at what they're spending their time doing, look at what they fear and look at what they desire, the different images that they desire, the different actions that they take. They're like, um, you're getting to know something of the soul through them. So the noetic light also means that if we reflect upon our actions, if we reflect upon our desires, if we reflect upon our fears, if we meditate upon the choices that we're making, um, that it's through that kind of activity that we also start to see in the mirror of the mind, something of the true nature of the soul. So the sun is this very esoteric planet actually. And um, when we think of the sun, in any aspect that it's getting into in the one very simple way of thinking about it is that this is a time where the actions that I'm taking, the desires that I have, the images that compel me are going through some kind of change or they're, they're meeting some, some archetype and, and they're going to have some kind of response. Some, some um, there's something coming in that's going to encounter the, you know, that, that has an impact on the plot line of our life and the plot line, you know, the plot lines are always changing. There's a plot line of today. There's a plot line of the week. There's a plot line of your whole life. There's a plot line of different seasons of life within different areas of life. So there's not just one plot line, but many. And when the sun encounters another planet, let's say Uranus, then what's happening is the plot line is receiving the input, the sense of what I desire, what I want to do, what I don't want to do, the actions in the world that give me some sense of who I am as a spiritual being. If I reflect upon them, they're going to encounter some kind of external input, another God, another archetypal field is coming in and essentially saying, how about this? How does this affect what you want or don't want? How does this affect what you're doing? How does this affect um, your sense of who you are as a spiritual being, if you're reflecting upon life, or if you're reflecting upon the course of life and your actions. For a lot of people who don't reflect on things, these are just going to be things that come in and feel like they either support our desires, or they amplify our fears, or they thwart us, they help us or thwart us. That's how we feel when things aspect the sun. For example, when people have Uranus transits to the sun or Pluto transits to the sun in their birth chart, what happens? They'll, get, they'll have to face things that challenge their sense of life, purpose, and direction. They'll have to face things that challenge their core sense of identity insofar as identity is related to what you want to do with your life. Not your innate sense of character and personality. That's where sun sign astrology really goes wrong in the sense of uh, telling people who you are is your sun sign. No, not unless you think of who you are in terms of 
what you're doing. And most people don't. Most people, in terms of their psychology, their character, their personality, their behavior patterns, you're going to look at the ascendant for that or the ruling planet of the ascendant or planets in the first house, sometimes Mercury and the moon. But when it comes to um, the soul's path and what it's choosing and desiring and the images that are compelling its actions in the world and how those are changing based on what gods and archetypal fields it faces at different times in life, that's the sun. So the sun is, is facing off in an opposition with Uranus at the time of a new moon tomorrow. We'll talk about the new moon piece tomorrow. But on the other hand, what does Uranus represent? Well, Uranus is like the uh, Becca Tarnas came and gave a talk for my students over the weekend. It was fantastic talk on the nature of archetypes. You can watch the replay, by the way, on my website, nightlightastrology.com, go to the events page. She'd mentioned it. Her father, Richard Tarnas, wrote a book on um, this, actually, which is she mentioned uh, Uranus as the Promethean impulse. And that's a really good, that's a, that's a really good um, mythic archetypal match for Uranus. Um, the Uranian impulse is very similar to the solar impulse in a sense. Uranus also compels action, but it's specific types of action with Uranus. It's a bit like um, the solar light insofar as it's very, um, Uranus is very sparky and electrical and tends to stir up with great enthusiasm a, a new desire or a new impulse that the soul, it's, it's almost like the soul being like, there's something new that I need to do or become. There's something new that I fear and am moving away from. There's something new that I reject and need to distance myself from. Uh, there's some new version of myself that I need to become at all costs. I need to free myself from something. So Uranus has a very, uh, like, like um, it's, it's a bit like a, a lightning bolt that strikes and, and flashes and illuminates and, and says, uh, very similar to the sun, now I must go and do this. Now I'm being compelled by this action. These are the desires and the images that compel my soul to do things in this body, in this lifetime. This is the plot line and so forth. Uranus is like a lightning bolt. It flashes really suddenly and says, now this. And it's usually future oriented. It usually has a sense of progress, emancipation, the need for greater freedom. It gives us a sudden quick flash that creates kind of a, a stirring up and revolution of activity. Uranus comes in and often says, uh, I want to be free from things that feel habitual, uh, outdated, uh, stuck, um, inert. Uranus comes along and wants to challenge the authority of existing images and commitments that we have to those images in our life. Oh, be damned with this. Why am I even doing this any longer? Let me go do something else. So it gives us that kind of feeling. And it, it can also be the impulse to challenge or defy authority. But remember that authority in this case is almost like the authority of a prevailing image, the image that compels us to follow some kind of path. And um, Uranus comes in and says, well, what about this path? Or it says, this doesn't really feel like me any longer. Or um, there's something I am not doing that I realize suddenly I need to do. So the thing you always have to be careful of with Uranus is that, you know, it comes in quickly and can be a bit like Neptune's downside, where there can be almost when Neptune hits the sun, we can be filled with great delusions of grandeur, you know, like a, people get Christ complexes with the sun receiving an opposition from Neptune. When Uranus receives an opposition from Neptune, the desire to do heroic, bold, revolutionary things that we think will 
you know, it can be very utopian, very idealistic, very, um, this will set me free forever. And it never does. It, it might uh, propel the plot line forward in interesting ways. It may serve in the process of spiritual growth and the unfolding of our destiny. There, there's many great Uranian moments, but the enthusiasm never lasts. You know, the, the feeling of riding the lightning that comes with the Uranus transit doesn't last forever, but the flash and the illumination can compel and uh, change our, our life course. And it can change our sense of what we are and what we aren't and what we want and what we don't want. And it can free us from things that aren't working any longer and inspire us with new, new activities. So that's the sort of sun Uranus dynamic. Now, when the opposition, when the sun meets Uranus through the opposition, this implies that the kinds of actions, the kinds of impulses, the, the lightning strikes that are coming through and changing the dynamic of the sun, um, they can come with a kind of polarization or an, 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 a sense of extreme choices between different images. Well, I'm doing this, but then there's this other thing. Well, I'm responsible to this, but I don't want to be. So you have to watch for the, the underlying feeling of polarization. Uh, so revolution, change of action, change of direction, sense of what we're committed to and the need for progress and innovation and change uh, that comes very quickly and suddenly, but may come with some sense of um, extremes and, and polarization. So it can be a little bit more intense and confrontational when the sun opposes Uranus in particular, which means that the extremes we also have to look for like are like hubris. Well, I'm going to change at all costs and be damned what anyone else thinks. And you can get really puffed up and a little bit inflated. And also this tends to come the opposition with challenges to authority. Now, the authority could be our own. It's like, well, I'm committed to this thing, and I, it's a duty. It's a discipline. It's something that I have to do, even though I don't always like it. That's an opposition to Uranus. You might be battling within yourself about um, whether or not you want to keep following through with something that you've committed to. Or it could be external. You might get into, um, at least even in your head, you could get into a conflict with bosses or authority figures in the workplace. Um, within your marriage, you could feel like, or a relationship, you could feel like, I want to be more free. I want more experimentation. Your partner's like, I'm fine the way things are. Why are you so restless? You know, you might feel those kinds of tensions, the impulse toward individuation, the need to become free, the need to uh, take the next big step in our personal unfolding. And we may externalize that through some kind of extreme choice or the feeling of confrontation with some force or person that's in front of us that we have to overcome before we can individuate. Very sun opposite Uranus. The sudden change of circumstance that can come in very unexpectedly and liberate us, or that can just twist the plot in a way that's unexpected and somewhat extreme. Um, there can be surprises that happen that are like, whoa, well, that really just flipped the script. Um, electric moments of clarity. Oh my gosh, suddenly I see something very clearly and it's very liberating. Unexpected moments that twist or turn the plot, generally speaking, um, with potential for conflict, challenge, revolution, rebelliousness. That's what we're looking at. Now, these are the underlying forces that are defining the moon cycle ahead. And so tomorrow, what we're going to do is talk about that and how that's going to shape the moon cycle ahead, um, especially given the moon's placement in the sign of Scorpio. So um, that is what I've got for today. If you have stories to share this week, please do use the hashtag grabbed and then share your story. 
how are you seeing the sun opposite Uranus showing up? How are you seeing this new moon tomorrow opposite Uranus showing up? Um, any of the uh, story, if you had a story about Mercury square Pluto that came through yesterday, please feel free to share it. So i uh, love to hear from you guys. We're going to be sharing more stories probably next week. Um, this week, we're going to be exploring this new moon. I've got a panel of alumni coming in to talk about astrology and becoming a professional astrologer and their experience with my program on Friday. Uh, so remember, you have just 10 more days left before my new program starts. If you want to sign up, visit the website, nightlightastrology.com. All right, that's what I've got for today. I hope you guys are doing well, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Bye, everyone.